0: nation had finished passing over the Jordan the Lord said to Joshua take 12 men from the people from each tribe a man and command them saying take 12 stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan from the very place where the priest's feet stood firmly and bring them over with you and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight.
1: Okay so what I wanted to understand was that um, verse verse 41 has a correlation in, in Joshua. If you go back to 317, what else gonna happen? Go back to three seven uh, Joshua three seventeen, and it says, Now the priests bearing the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of Jordan, and all of Israel Pass it over dry ground until all the nations finish passing the Jordan. Mm-hmm. If you go to Deuteronomy 27-2. And when you get there, read that for me, um, sexy.
0: So that was Deuteronomy twenty-seven and two and two, and it reads, and it shall be on the day when ye shall pass over Jordan unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, that thou shalt set thee up great stones and plaster them with plaster.
1: So does that sound familiar?
0: Yeah, he just told them to do that.
1: He says, he says, on the day you cross the Jordan. Mm-hmm. So what I've noticed about Joshua is Joshua has echoes. And what I'm saying, what I say echoes is, is that God had already told them something. Then he tells them again in Joshua and then it actually happens.
0: Right.
1: So it's like God say, come, come, come. And you can find it almost three times, three to two times in the Bible of the exact same thing that he is happening in Joshua. So 27 and 2, he's saying this is what's going to happen when you cross the Jordan. Mm-hmm. Then when we go to 4, verses 4, um, 1 through 3, that's exactly what happens when they cross the Jordan. Mm-hmm. It says, um, on that day you cross over the Jordan of the land, your God giving you a you shall, uh set up large stones. Now, he didn't tell them how many stones they were going to plaster up, but they exactly did that in Joshua. Everybody get it?
2: Right. Mm-hmm. He talking. gave more detail.
1: He gave more detail. While we're still here, let's go to Deuteronomy 1 and 23. Go ahead, and, and the thing seemed good to me, and I took 12 men from you, one man from each tribe. Well, verse first four, four, first four um, one through three, he talks about 12 stones, and twelve and um, twelve men, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That's another echo. Let's go. Um, if we read, let's read the whole chapter of twenty-seven, one through twenty. Uh, Deuteronomy twenty-seven, the whole chapter. And Nancy, can you pick that up for me? Twenty-seven, one through twenty-six, which is the whole chapter. I think it's interesting because we need to hear this. Now, Moses and the elders of, now Moses and the elders of Israel commanded the people, saying. Keep the whole commandment that I command you today. And on the day you cross over the Jordan to the land that the Lord your God has given you, you shall set up large stones and plaster them with plaster. And you shall write on them all the words of this law when you cross over to enter the land that the Lord your God has given you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, mind you, in Joshua, he doesn't explain that they got to write this on there, but they already know they're supposed to do that. Go ahead. Okay as the Lord the God of your fathers has promised you. And when you have crossed over the Jordan, you shall set up these stones concerning which I commanded you today on Mount Evil, and you shall plaster them with plaster. And there you shall build an altar to the Lord your God, an altar of stones. You shall wield no iron tool on them. You shall build an altar to the Lord your God of uncut stones, and you shall offer burnt offerings on it to the Lord your God, and you shall sacrifice peace offerings and shall eat there. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God. And you shall write on the stones all the words of this law very plainly. So let's start right there. Put a pen on that because we'll pick up back at nine. I want to go back to Joshua.
2: Can I ask you something Venus? Go ahead. What I noticed in that, what I noticed is, in comparison to today, look what kind of stones he wanted. Uncut stones, something that was pure from the earth. Mm-hmm. And then we make these elaborate altars
1: and it wasn't, it wasn't even about that. He didn't need all that. He
2: didn't need all that. That's what I noticed. Like, you know, we we didn't we didn't change into these elaborate altars. That, and, and and back then he just said, "Make it. Don't let no nothing touch what what is holy to me." Yeah. I thought that was interesting. That's
1: all. Very, yeah. Sim- the it's simplistic. You yeah, very simplistic. Yeah, very simplistic. Go ahead. Start at verse four. Uh, Joshua four four. Then Joshua called the twelve men from the people of Israel, whom he had appointed, a man from each tribe. Does sound familiar? <laughs> Go ahead. And Joshua said to them, Pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder, according to the number of tribes of the people of Israel, that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them, that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off, so these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. And the people of Israel did just as Joshua commanded, and took up twelve stones out of the midst of the Jordan, according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel, just as the Lord told Joshua. And they carried them over with them to the place where they lodged, and laid them down there. And Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordans and in the place where the feet of the priests burned the Ark of the Covenant has stood. And they are there to this day. Now, there is a debate that there were two monuments, not one. But I think that they read it wrong. They picked up 12 stones and laid them there. And Joshua arranged them. So some say there's two memorials and some say there's one. But when you read it, it's one. It didn't say he picked up another set of 12 stones. It said he took the 12 stones and arranged them as for a memorial to God. The stones are the memorial. The stones are saying, because you notice anytime in the Bible that something great happened, there's a memorial, there's a sign. Like we said, there's going to be another <laughs> sign. When you be disobedient, don't do what God told you to do. Now this is what That's this thing. That's the mark. Mm -hmm. so you can go back and say this is what happened so you can remember Mm
0: -hmm. everybody
1: get it okay Okay, so let's go back to now when we just read in Deuteronomy does it not sound familiar what's happening in Joshua Mm -hmm. okay let's go back to Deuteronomy 27 and pick up verse 9. Then Moses and the Levitical priests said to all Israel Keep silence and hear, O Israel. This day you have become the people of the Lord your God. You shall therefore obey the voice of the Lord your God, keeping his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today. That day Moses charged the people, saying, When you have crossed over the Jordan, these shall stand on Mount Gerizim to bless the people. Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin. And these shall stand on Mount Ebal for the curse, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. Now, those are the what tribes? The 12 tribes, right? Mm. So one should stand on to bless the people, and one stand on for the curse. Keep on reading. And the Levites shall declare to all the men of Israel in a loud voice, cursed be the man who makes a carved or cast metal image an abomination to the Lord a thing made by the hands of a craftsman and sets it up in secret and all the people shall answer and say amen now why do we have what what was going on in Jericho the exact same thing that happened in verse 15 so that's why they're cursed right (sighs) because they had graven images right? right and it's an abomination go ahead keep on Cursed be anyone who dishonors his father or his mother, and all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. Cursed be anyone who moves his neighbor's landmark, and all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. Cursed be anyone who misleads a blind man on the road, and all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. Cursed be anyone who perverts the justice due due to the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow and all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who lies with his father's wife, mm. because he has uncovered his father's nakedness, and all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. Cursed be anyone who lies with any kind of animal, and, oh, just, have, just simply that you gotta say that. Mm-hmm. But people still do that. Okay. Go ahead. And all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. Cursed be anyone who lies with his sister, Whether the daughter of his father or the daughter of his mother, and all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. Cursed be anyone who lies with his mother-in-law, and all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. Cursed be anyone who strikes down his neighbor in secret, and all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. Cursed be anyone who takes a bride to shed innocent blood, and all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. Cursed be anyone who does not confirm the words of this law by doing them. And all the people shall say, Amen. Amen. Now number 25, Jesus died so that they won't be cursed because they did shed the blood of an innocent man, right? All those Jews should have been cursed because they shed the blood of an innocent man. But because he gave his life to, to, to sacrifice for us but they should have been cursed. But now you remember
2: he said, "He said I, you didn't take my life; I gave it." Like you just correct. said.
1: Correct. Yes. Now let's think about it. This is where the law has been handed down, right? Mm-hmm. This is a, this is what the priest are going to say. Who would have been trouble? Who would have been in trouble for uh, these laws if the laws was enacted at the time, before this time? Like what who in the Bible before Moses would have been in trouble with this? Who these curses? If All mankind all mankind, but who specifically would have been in trouble? With all these things?
2: Abraham. Abraham. Ah. He lay
1: with his yep. sister, his mother's, you know, his father's daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because his wife was his half-sister. A
0: yeah.
1: right. little, bit, little bit of, uh, I ain't going to into that, a little bit of uh, Bible trivia, but we need to understand that he didn't get in trouble for that because it wasn't law yet.
2: Well, the Bible says no test before there was law, there was no transgression. Correct. Mm-hmm.
1: But I just wanted to see how to see that that that's a violation. But if somebody go back and try to say well, Abraham violated, well, Abraham wasn't under that law.
0: Right. Let's go to
1: Exodus twenty-four and fourteen. I think it's 24 and 14, let me make sure. Let's not do that one. Let's do the Exodus 28 and 12. Let me make sure that's right. Good, yeah, that's the one I want. And you shall set the two stones on the shoulder pieces of the Ephi as stones of remembrance for the sons of Israel. And Aaron shall bear their names before the Lord on his two shoulders for remembrance. So that's another, another stone of uh, stones for a memorial. That's another example. Go to 28 and 22. You shall make for the breastpiece two chains like cords of pure gold. You said 20? Yeah, that's right. And so that was part of the memorial. And then I, then numbers 16 and 4. 40, I'm sorry. And you can disregard that one. We'll just leave that one. But let's go to 1 Samuel 7 and 12. That's bad. Right. So we found one memorial during Moses' time. Joshua was 4 through 7. Now we're going to 1 Samuel 7 and 12. And Samuel took a stone and set it upon Mesopath and Shin and called the name um, Ebenezer. For he said, Till now, the Lord had helped us. So that's another example of during um, Samuel's time where God used stone. Okay? So it's not unique that God used stone. I just want to give you guys some information of the sign of a memorial. Mm-hmm. So you can have markers. So they didn't have a Bible to go back and say this happened. What they did is they did, they did the memorial so then everything was going down doing storytelling. So you you know how people go to this is the spot when I grew up this would what happened. Yeah. Unfortunately for me I can't take my future kids to where I live and say this is what happened because it don't exist no more. Right. Uh, they tore down the projects. And so I can't say this is my daycare because ain't nothing left but a vest, a vest can. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they were able to go back and say, this is what happened. And that's how the stories came down and down and down. So the Jewish tradition, a lot of that is memorials and re- recalling this is what the Levites right. what you but cursed is it? so this is what they did he set up the memorial and after they crossed you could hear the Levites singing that song um, cursed is the man it, it was not just reading they were singing it
2: because when you
1: sing something man. you remember it it's easy to remember but they did a lot of chanting now, I wouldn't call it singing but maybe a little bit more of a singing chanting, chanting type of thing
2: okay mm-hmm.
1: yeah um, something kind of like how they do when you do catechism and, and your your first rite. So let's go to Joshua 10 through 13.
2: Four ten through thirteen.
1: Uh-huh. Right. For the priests bearing the ark stood in the midst of the Jordan until everything was finished that the Lord commanded Joshua to tell the people, according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua. The people passed over in haste. And when all the people had finished passing over, the ark of the Lord and the priests passed over before the people. The sons of Reuben and the sons of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh passed over armed before the people of Israel, as Moses had told them. About 40,000 ready for war passed over before the Lord for battle to the plains of Jericho. On that day, the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they stood in awe of him just as they had stood in awe of Moses all the days of his life. And the Lord said to Joshua, Command the priest bearing the Ark of the Testimony to come up out of the Jordan. So Joshua commanded the priest, Come up out of the Jordan. And when the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came up from the midst of the Jordan, and the soles of the priest's feet were lifted up on dry ground, the waters of the Jordan returned to their place. And overflowed all his banks as before. Now, so now remember God had told Moses this is exactly how it's gonna happen. He told Joshua how it was gonna happen. They what I call the wilderness effect. They cross, they come out, and then when they do Jericho, there's no completion. It's the wilderness because they gotta cross. As soon as you cross, you come out and then you complete whatever God has you to do. And I think it's fascinating. And they talk about how this is Uh, Relative to Numbers 32, and we won't read all of uh, Numbers 32, but that's the kind of similar story to what just happened in Joshua. So God instructed, now think about it, they said, go back to that verse that you talked about testimony. It said, oh, 16, command the priest, burn the ark of the testimony to come out of Jordan. So I thought that was kind of different because usually he says the ark of what? The covenant, the ark of the covenant. Yeah, but he says the ark of the testimony. Mm-hmm. What do you think that means?
2: Well, it contains the testimony for when they came out of Egypt, which is the Ten Commandments.
1: Anybody else? I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just wanted to hear. Yeah. What your thoughts are? Yeah. And go to um twenty five Exodus twenty five and sixteen. I love the holy Ghost because I just thought about that. That's just my twenty five what and sixteen. <laughs> and you shall put into the ark the testimony that I shall give you. Amen. Mm, mm. <laughs> It's, it's in the word. He didn't make that up, right? Oh, the designation for the two tablets of stone contained
2: the Ten Commandments. Yeah. So he's telling hold, him and the, I just guessed that. I didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't. research that.
1: But that's exactly I that. what the word says.
2: Amen. The bring Ark of the
1: Testimony oh, is God. the the Ten Commandments. He said, "Bring that over
2: here." Bring it to all bring knowledge. All. Amen. Bring it to the truth. Then you know it. I didn't know that. I just thought it seemed logical. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Pick up 19, Joshua 4,
2: 19-20. Look at the word. Yes, ma'am. Praise God. Line 4 and
1: 19. The people came up out of the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month, and they encamped at Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those 12 stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up at Gilgal. Now, Gilgal is the first encampment in Promised Land. Because once they crossed over to Jericho, Mm -hmm. this is the first official encampment. The other ones, they were just sitting there for a minute before they crossed over. They were just sitting. But this is the first encampment. What is also important that Gilgal is important because Samuel was anointed king in Gilgal. Let's go to 1 Samuel 11 verses 14 through 15.
2: Samuel appointed David king
1: in Gilgal? It says Samuel was appointed. Not Samuel. I should have yeah. said Saul. Oh, okay. A okay, Saul. Mean, okay. It's a, a typo. Uh-huh. Saul. Sorry. That's right. 11. First uh, Samuel, 11 verses 14 through 15. Then Samuel said to the people, Come, let us go to Gilgal, and there renew the kingdom. So, all the people went to Gilgal, and there they made Saul king before the Lord in Gilgal. There they sacrificed peace offerings before the Lord, and there Saul and all the men of Israel rejoiced greatly. Does it sound familiar? Because mm-hmm. they, they're supposed to do peace offering at Gilgal once the 12 stones were put up, right? Right. So, let's go. When um, Hosea condemned the apostasy city, it was at Gilgal. Let's go to Hosea. Which we never really go to. Hosea nine and fifteen. A lot happens in Gilgal. <laughs> huh? So that sounds like a lot is happening in Gilgal. Well that's the that's the mm-hmm. that's the first place that they lay their feet mm. in the promised land. So Hosea 9 and 15. And it's after Daniel, it's after Ezekiel's after Daniel. I mean Daniel's after Ezekiel, and then it's Hosea. So you find Ezekiel. We can get to um, uh, Hosea after Daniel. When you get there,
0: somebody read. Nine. Hosea 9.15, every evil of theirs is in Gilgal. There I began to hate them because of the wickedness of their deeds. Mm-hmm. I will drive them out of my house. I will love them no more. All their princes are rebels. Hey, hey. Mm-hmm.
1: let's go to 12 and 11. <clears throat> If there is iniquity in Galilee, they shall surely come to nothing. And Gilgal, they sacrifice bulls, their altars also like stone heaps on the pharaohs of the field. So it sounds like to me, Gilgal ain't so sacred no more. Let's go to Amos. Four and four, and then five and five. Come to Bethel, the transgressors, um, come to Bethel and transgresses to Gilgal and multiply transgressions. Bring your sacrifice every morning, your tithes every three days. Offer a second one to survive. Offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving, which is living. So this is, um, Amos talking about Israel's guilt and pun- um, it's a continual ill. Ill- Israel's guilt and punishment. Sorry about that. And in five and five, it says. <laughs> Seek me and live, but do not seek Bethel and do not enter Gilgal.
0: Mm.
1: Ooh, Jesus. Well, Gilgal. Or cross over to Brashe For Gilgal shall surely go into exile, and Bethel shall come to nothing.
0: Mm.
1: Wow. That just makes it makes me a little sad. Because yeah. a place where Joshua yeah. God showed who he was a triumphed. Man, I always mess up something.
2: So the place of exaltation became the place of shame. Yeah. Wow. Mm. That says. What? But that
1: kind of that says a lot for song too. Yeah. So they asked for a king, and he he died in shame. Mm-hmm.
0: Huh.
1: Lord, 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 Jesus. Um, Exodus twelve, verses two and three. It's a lot of. Uh, Old Testament, well we know in Old Testament but it's a lot of information that we need to know. You start at verse 1. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, this month shall be for you in the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, every... Stop. What did it say, Joshua? To first the, first day. First the, the people came out of Jordan on the 10th day of the first month. Go ahead. That on the 10th day of this month, every man shall take a lamb according to their father's house, a lamb for a household. See any similarities to today? So, in Exodus, there's a lamb Passover, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so go back to Joshua. Well, they they, they had more than stone. Go back to 19 and read to 24. Four and 24. The, the people came up out of the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month, and they encamped at Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those 12 stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up at Gilgal. Now, mind you, that confirms it was only one set of stones. Go ahead. And he said to the people of Israel, When your children ask their fathers in times to come, What do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know, Israel passed over this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up for us until we passed over, so that all the people of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. So God gives his glory, right? Mm-hmm. Now, back in the other previous one, it says that they were supposed to do like a peace offering. So Exodus, they're supposed to do a lamb offering. This one, they're supposed to do a peace offering, right? Because because they would, is a peace offering? Yeah, because they would they wouldn't slaughter no lambs right now. They are finna get ready for war. But this was a peace offering, okay? But let's think about it, guys. They said, "Well, what are we supposed to tell our children?" God said, "What? Repeat that. Um, the, the reason why they're supposed yeah. to. Was to re- repeat that?" For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea which he dried up for us until we passed over so that all the people of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty that you may fear the Lord your God forever. So let me ask you this question. They're supposed to do their 12 stone mountain event so that everybody can know what God did. Mm-hmm. So, tell me why nobody know really about him doing the Jordan River.
0: Because they stopped telling the story.
2: And it's gone.
0: Right, but,
1: but the Red Sea story gets told all the time. Sure does. Which, to me. But
2: well, I guess that's more monumental than psychological like makeup. Moses. <laughs> yeah, real awesome. People talk about Moses, they never talk but about But
1: what's the, the difference? Thing. It's still, that's a huge mind. But why is it until we read Joshua we really didn't think about the Jordan River standing up two thousand cubits? Right.
0: Yeah, and, we,
1: and the whole purpose of this Passover was to say so you can remember what God did. So now you have two remembrances. That you think. Mm-hmm. You remember what I did at the Red Sea and what I did here. Is, a, is there really a reason why we should forget what happened in Joshua when we got the book?
2: I mean, now we got the book, no.
1: Is it really a reason why we don't why we don't talk about what happened in Joshua? Because
2: we kind of we, we talk about
1: what happened in Jericho. We talk about and we talk about the whore and we talk about walking around seven times, but we don't talk about what God did at Jordan, the Jordan River.
2: Well, one thing that we do is we make ourselves the people of Jericho. The people we, we take ourselves and impute it on, to the Word of God. So the exciting part is let's walk around the building seven times let's do this, you know, we become the hero when really that's not how we're supposed to look at it we're supposed to be looking at how great God is, like he said, a memorial to me and what I've done, and what we do is just put ourselves into the story and make ourselves the Israelites that we're not, you know what I'm saying it's like, we take the good parts and say okay uh, we're the ones walking walk around the building seven times, and, we, and that's a description, but it's a description that should lead us to see how wonderful God is, instead of how we can do it also you yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's
1: amazing to me how we ain't even got to the taking yet. Mm-hmm. God didn't do did all this and all we did was cross. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Because when you go into Joshua, you want to get to the, the Jericho so quickly you miss what God was doing in chapter 3, 1, 2, 3, and 4.
2: But, but this is that what we do all the time with God? Correct. Period in life. We miss what he's doing to try to get to a certain point.
1: And the lessons in four is an echo of what he told Moses. He mm-hmm. says it in Joshua. What he Moses told them was going to happen. That is a prophecy. Mm-hmm. But it's not really a prophecy because God told Moses this is what's going to happen. And it happened. It's different than when Ezekiel was telling them in visions what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because that's visions. Mm-hmm. But God told Moses, and Moses yes, told yes. them, this is what's going to happen. When you get through, most of y'all ain't going to get to see it, but our kids are going to get to do something. So exactly. One side is going to be for the blessing, and one side is going to be for the curse. Right.
2: And even though he told Moses that this was going to happen, he didn't give Moses that little detail about himself or about that, about 10 tribes being wiped out in the wilderness, and Correct. they won't see it. Correct. But they right. did, but Israel proper, which is
1: the, t- the
2: is entire the tribe itself, yeah. not particular, not particular person, right? got to see got what he promised. So when God promises something, you don't know if you're on the curse side oh, and it's going to get happen, or you on the blessed side and you're going to see what's going to happen, but it's going to happen.
1: And so the significance of this is we all of a sudden try to go to the conquering, to the mm-hmm. taking, mm-hmm. and forget about the crossing.
2: Well, it's the same thing with the, the, what we do too. We run to what in trying to interpret the Bible. We'd run an application, application
1: instead of the context. Context and interpretation. interpretation yeah. So, if you were to preach, if somebody would, who didn't really know anything about the word, they would find this story, and story, it. and run with it. God didn't put the water up, but He can lift some water up for you.
2: Hold, oh, we can probably find it on the internet.
1: And that is not what this purpose was to do. It was really to solidify who Joshua was, because mm-hmm. he's the and, and, and ultimately, to show that I am still God, I am mm-hmm. still that God who parted the Red Sea. I'm still that God who just conquered these people for you. I'm, I'm still, still mm-hmm. God who just lifted up this water. You're gonna remember me.
2: I'm still the God that said I never leave you nor forsake you. And He hasn't. Right.
1: But this, what it blows my mind is is that this momentous event happens in Gilgal, and Gilgal later goes into into dis- disgrace. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So if we're not exactly. careful. We the place of our greatest, greatest accomplishment. achievement is yeah. to yeah. be our greatest we'll be,
1: disgrace. Okay. And, and, and that's how, how, is how it is. is. That. That's how it is in life. When we put too many ducks in our success and not focus on how we got there, this is what happens. We, we have our own gilgal. We have our own guilt If I focus my whole life, I'm a lawyer, 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 I'm a
0: lawyer
1: right? I'm a lawyer because I did this and I did that. That could be my downfall, mm-hmm. because just one slip can cause you to go down. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I got a colleague now all over Facebook and all over the news mm-hmm. for making poor decisions, stealing client data. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my gosh! Your pride in being a lawyer and wanting to move, you had stole all this stuff, mm-hmm. and you had to be in, put in jail twice. I mean, uh, for two days, and you got to pay seven hundred thousand dollars to your old firm, and you got to practice in front of the judges that did this to you.
0: Mm.
2: Mm. So they didn't take your license. It's gonna be millions. They
1: might not take a license. I don't know wow. yet. But but you got to be careful that you don't elevate yourself so high. And so this crossing right here is significant because they actually crossed now. They have now crossed. Mm-hmm. So. Um, next the crossing
2: is not complete though.
1: It's not complete because chapter five one through fourteen is the crossing. So the, and then we go into the taking. Right. So they physically cross on the other side. Yeah, but, but they, they got to finish And yes. they had yeah they got to finish their with their Correct. responsibilities before they go and and, and,
2: and there conquer. and there lies our problem. We think because we crossed we're done.
1: No. Right.
2: And we're just getting started.
1: Yes. Mhm. Because yeah. remember we got to cross. We coming. Yeah. So we now chapter five we come and we don't complete it until
2: later. Right, but in our in our spiritual walk with God now, when we go through the different ups and down wilderness moments, we think because we got out, we're done. We really, we're just getting started. We just if we're not, it, yeah. and if we're not, if we're not careful, we could slide back into the wilderness because we're not paying attention to God.
1: And for God, we, start, we already crossed that.
2: Right, and we and we pay attention to more to ourselves and what we've accomplished. accomplished. Well, today when I went, I went to get to Check uh, from uh, Sabrina. It's a place of my—that's my, my Gil I walked into a daycare that should should have been mine too, but it's not mine. But it's a place of my greatest achievement, business-wise, but it also is my greatest monument to my fail of not doing what's right. You know, and it—it it, it felt some kind of way. I got to say, it was—it it was interesting feeling, like this is not good. I mean, this is not a good feeling. But I'm here to get this money. <laughs>
1: and, and 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 that's the thing that we have to. I want to make sure that the reason why it could, I could speed this along, we just go to Jericho. Right. But we would miss all the nuggets in between Jericho. We would miss the echoes from mm-hmm. Moses to Joshua. Everything Moses told Joshua and told the people is now happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, and then Moses had the leadership, was leading them to cross. The red sea Joshua's leading across the door it's kind of, like you said all these little parallels that Joshua being his understudy if you will he's getting the same kind of experiences that Moses had and in by right if Moses hadn't been disobedient he's been crossing them. Mm-hmm. yeah they get the same experiences and well Joshua got the experiences twice he knew who God was yeah. yeah.
2: Joshua, don't forget don't Caleb. Joshua and Caleb.
1: Right, but you know, Joshua in charge, that's why I'm focusing yeah. so much on Joshua because Joshua in charge. I'm, they, I ain't heard about Caleb yet. I hope <laughs> Caleb still <laughs> there.
2: Caleb, Caleb gets his own land.
1: Well, he probably, yeah, but right now we haven't approached Caleb, but I'm not, not trying to dis- disregard nothing he did. But right now, Joshua is giving his authority.
2: Yeah, Your God, yeah. Exalted. And God and then, exalted him. And same goes with the scripture humble yourself before the mighty hand of God in due time. God will exalt you.
1: So when we, so now we're approaching chapter 5. Um, next week will be 5 and we'll be in through 1 through 14. We'll still be in Abar, but after verse 14, we'll go to Laqua which is faith. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. I like that. Amen. It's so long. Wasn't a long one today, because Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walker Truth Radio Podcast and Senior Pastor of Walker Truth Christian Fellowship Church. I want to invite all those in the St. Louis metropolitan area to come worship with us every Sunday at 8 a.m. at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ building located at 2301 Wallace Avenue. That's W A L L I S Avenue 63114 in Overland, Missouri. Our Dig Deeper Bible studies are held 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Tuesdays. Our Rescue Addiction Recovery class is being held at 7 p.m. on Mondays. We want you to come enjoy the love of God, worship with us, and go line by line and verse by verse as we travel through the Bible. We look forward to seeing you, and one of the things you can leave at home is your wallet. We want you to come sit back, enjoy the fellowship, the love, and the great teaching that goes on at Walk Truth. This is Pastor Jay. I always want you to be encouraged to be blessed. And thank you for considering us as your place of worship. Peace. Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walk in Truth Radio Podcast and Senior Pastor of Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church. I want to thank all those who have donated so far to our building fund. And I want to encourage you to partner with us to help us buy our first building. We do a lot of good work in the community, but we simply need to expand and have our own building. We have right now Rescue Dish Recovery, the Nursing Home Ministry, Dig Deeper Bible Study, and Of course Sunday service, a church in Bungoma, Kenya, Africa, and we donate Bibles to anybody that wants one. We want to expand ourselves. We also are a part of the Neighborhood Watch of Overland and we help with the Overland Police and Fire Department when it comes to those who overdose and need counseling for drug addiction. These are the things that we're doing, and we look forward to doing many more things in community and around the world. So we want you to partner with us again and donate. No dollar amount is too small. Every penny counts. This is Pastor Jay. Please check us out on Facebook at Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church and let us reason together on my personal Facebook page, James Sutton II. If you'd like to donate by mail, you can donate to Walk in Truth. 7852 Milan Avenue, St. Louis, Missouri, 63130. You can also donate on Cash App at dollar sign WITCFC. We're also on Venmo at James Sutton II at Walking Truth. So again, thank you for your donations and of course we need your prayers. We're a fully 5013C church and your donation may be tax deductible. Please check with your accountant. This is Pastor Jay, walking for podcast. I always want you to be encouraged, be blessed, and be at peace. And I'll see you on the other side.